Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of the show. Today we are here with Nathan Wheeler, the co-owner of We Create LLC, a B2B marketing agency, and also the owner of Wheeler Consulting Co., a SEO consulting firm. How are you, Nathan? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm good to hear you're doing good. Let's get started. Sure. What does your agency do and how did you start it? So we create, uh, like you mentioned, is a specialized manufacturer and B2B marketing agency. Um, you know, some of your other episodes in the past mentioned uh, the importance of niche in our space. And I would reemphasize that importance. Um, so fortunately, I work in a, in a niche that I, I really love. I love working with manufacturers, people that make things. Mm-hmm. And um, I get I love to tour their facilities and see all the cool processes and what's going on. And also, I love the fact that um, we've gotten really good at helping them generate business. And um, that's recognized by them and they appreciate it. Um, and what was your second question? How did you start it? <laughs> oh, how did we start it? Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting story. Um we create, well, let me, let me take a step back. So I went to school for about two and a half years for mechanical engineering back in 2000. And I just didn't like it. I was just not an engineer. Um, anybody who knows engineers knows that engineers are a very specific personality type, not to put them all in one box, but most of them I met. Um, and it wasn't me. So much of the dismay of my parents, I decided I wanted to join the Marine Corps. So I joined the Marine Corps as an infantryman and uh, spent four years in the Corps. Um, after I got out, I moved to San Diego to get my master's degree and um, in international business. Still not quite sure what I was going to do. I was you know, kind of searching for my purpose in life and hadn't really figured it out yet. But I, I made an interesting connection out there. I met a, a friend that um, had started a company that sold kids skateboarding lessons. So he would use Google ads and SEO to drive traffic to his website. People that were looking for skateboarding lessons for their kids. And he had this long list of leads and he's like, I don't have anybody to call these. Do you think you can do sales? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> I've never wanted to say no to anything. So I, I start calling these and like the first call I make, I sold his, his biggest package. And so I was like, oh, well, I, I guess I can do this. So at any rate, through that whole process, um, I learned a lot about marketing. I learned a lot about sales and I moved back to Erie. And, and one thing I remembered is that I always got people asking me, like, how would I buy a skateboard for my kids before the lessons? So I started a website called skateboardforkids.com. And in order to do that, I didn't have any money. So I put an ad on Craigslist. And said, hey, I have this really cool business idea. Like, is there any web developer that would want to like partner with me on it and like make this work? So this guy named Brian reaches out to me and says, hey, yeah, we should get together. So we go to Starbucks and, and grab coffee and talk about it. And he had started an agency, I guess you could call it. But he had like two web developers, just kind of a ragtag band. And they, they didn't have any marketing. They didn't have any sales. They didn't know what they were doing, but they decided to take on this project. So they built the website for me. It took off, made good sales on it. 
Um, and then one day Brian came to me and said, Hey, uh, we need somebody that can do sales. Can you, can you, you think you can sell websites? And I was like, Whoa, yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so I started doing that. Well, then we kind of decided, Hey, we don't have the people in this to make this a real agency. It's just not, it's not going to work. Mm. And so one day I'm kind of looking through Craigslist <laughs> and I see this guy that posted, um, you know, he's looking for web development clients and, you know, he had a portfolio and did some really nice work. And I was like, Brian, we should talk to this guy. And so, um, so we called Zach up and said, Hey, uh, you want to get together and just talk about business and see, see if there's some, something to happen here. So we, uh, we got together and next thing you know, we're brainstorming business names and we start, we create. And, uh, so that's really how we started. Wow. And yeah. So Craigslist. <laughs> what a grand story, but actually it's very unique. <laughs> yes. That's funny. What year was this during, like you put an so, ad out on Craigslist? Craigslist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was back, um, it was about eight years ago. Um, so I, I can't remember exactly the exact year, but somewhere around eight years. But um, the cool thing about it is though, that each one of the owners came from their own place. You know, I was a marketing and sales guy and really big into SEO. Brian, he's an older guy and he had business sense. He's, you know, set up businesses. He understood the taxes and the, you know, the financials. And he also was really good with domains and, and hosting and things like that. And then Zach is this brilliant developer. And in fact, he's created some really cool things. We create actually owns another company called Meter Easy. And it's a parking app that we built for the city of Erie. And we're working on getting it into a couple other markets, but it's really, really nice, intuitive app. People that say the that people that use it say that they've used other ones, and this one is just so much better. So, so we we have a lot of skill sets in the company and very entrepreneurial streak as well. We like to start yeah. businesses, and um, you know, as well as help our clients grow their own. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, you mentioned that you were mechanical engineer for two years. Would you say that you learned anything from that space that kind of poured into being an agency owner now? Yeah. You know, especially, um, and I never would have thought about it if I hadn't got so focused on the manufacturing space, but the basic understanding of engineering that I do have really lends itself to having intelligent conversations with the manufacturers that I talk to. Cause a lot of them, you know, are engineers and you know, when we write content, we have to be able to communicate these really complex processes and services to their clients. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to understand that is really important. Now I have really good content writers that do most of that for me now, but um, I do get involved kind of in the technical aspects of SEO campaigns. Mm. So, so yeah, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, we've started a number of different businesses. We actually started another website called Tri-State Manufacturers Marketplace, wow. which is kind of my brainchild. And my idea was that I wanted to create a website that would um, help, um, you know, from an economic development standpoint, help 
a region, specifically our region here. Mm. And so it's a pretty cool site. I built it out. I've gotten quite a few signups in the past year, really trying to grow it right now. But um, so, yeah, we're getting involved in all kinds of things. They're not always successes. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we actually started an IV center. So being from California, you might know any, something about an IV, IV center. Do you know anything I about that? I definitely have heard of that in, in Los Angeles. Yep. Well, the problem with Erie is that nobody has heard of it in Erie. And so it's it's a really it was a new product to market. We started it uh, at the very beginning of COVID was when we launched it right before COVID started. Oh wow! And so then it was like okay, well now we can't even have anybody come in here and do it. We're paying rent. We're you know and it was just like a debacle. And we ended up just shutting it down before it really took off. So we aren't all successes, but um, you know our core business is really great at helping our customers and we've had some really other cool projects. Yeah. That's good to hear that you, you know, we're able to currently help a lot of clients, but then also in the past being open just to try different things and, you know, just being flexible. I think that's so important. It sounds like you're naturally good at sales from, from your story. Would you say that that's poured into every aspect of what you do now? I, I think say it, yes, I think it's important to have an owner that is good at sales because even if you're not doing client sales, I mean, every conversation really contains an aspect of, of sales mm-hmm. and, you know, all the basic things that are going to help your business. You have to be able to sell that and communicate the value. But yeah, I, I, I do. And, and honestly, like I'm not a, I'm not, I guess when people think about a salesperson, they think of kind of a you know, like fast talking, like, you know, oh, I have that in my house, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm very, I'm a teacher. I love teaching Mm -hmm. clients. And that's how I sell. Mm -hmm. I say, here's what you need to understand. Here's why it matters. Here's how we're going to do it for you. And I want you to be educated on it. So you can actually measure the value that I'm giving you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's huge. Would you say it's helped you with just organic growth? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I still do all of the sales for the most part for our company. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, any new clients come through me, which, you know, when we do get into the conversation about, about scaling and kind of getting to that next level, <laughs> that's probably one of the things that I'll mention, but, um, but yeah. And I, and I also think one of the biggest things that's helped us as an agency get to where we're at is, yeah. is SEO. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, being knowing how to write the right content and generate traffic is uh, so vital because I have tried everything that you can think of for getting leads for our company, and that is old reliable. Mm. And um, you know, other things that just sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're really, really expensive, and you just blow the money. So um, that's the I think that's the main thing that's really worked well for us. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Who would you say your clients are or how do you get them? Is it inbound, outbound, referrals, ads, social media? Yeah. So most of it's inbound. Um, If you go to the blog on WeCreate, you're going to see a lot of articles. um, And one of my top performing articles of all time was an article titled um, How to Get... um, how to get business for machine shops or how to get more leads for machine shops. Mm-hmm. And um, I wrote this really, really nice detailed article about, you know, the website and SEO and things like that. And 
we get thousands of hits a month on that article. And so we get a lot of business from that. Um, but that's pretty much the, the technique is I'll write, you know, really interesting, well-developed articles on topics like that focused on a keyword set. And uh, most of it has to do with manufacturers and, and they reach out to us. That's good to hear that that's really worked for you. Would you say that it worked for you in the beginning as well? Has, has SEO been something that you've been just growing over time? Well, yes and no. I mean, when you're starting out, you really have to focus on the immediate geographic region. Mm -hmm. Just because a brand new website has very little authority, you need to build a lot of backlinks, especially if you're competing against other marketing firms, people in the industry that are the best at SEO, you have to have a really, really powerful website. So it took a long time to get that up to the point where we were ranking nationwide for a lot of keywords. Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of kept it more geographic centric. And then I also did a lot of cold calling in the early days. Um, I just got lists of manufacturers in our region and just called and called, which, you know, worked some, but we did a lot of networking, which I don't do as much of anymore. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, SEO has always been kind of fundamental to, to what we do. Yeah. So why in the beginning or just in general, did you, would you say that you prioritize SEO? Was it something in the beginning that you saw that it worked well and that it was consistent, would you say? Yeah, I, you know, my previous experiences, you know, in doing SEO for my skateboarding company. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, the SEO that I had done was for my own businesses. So I spent a lot, I mean, just countless hours just struggling trying to read you know, forums and blogs and just trying to figure out what the heck SEO was and how it worked. And I ran in so many different directions. Most of them were failures. And so it took me a long time to get to the point where I really, really got it and really knew what I was doing. Um, but it was awesome when I did, because then I could offer that to other people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, during 2020, would you say that it didn't change at all? Was it still consistent or were you, were your clients able to just reap the benefits of SEO, would you say? Um, so are you referring to like COVID and the lack of kind of in-person contacts? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it became even more important than ever. I mean, yeah. it, it's been important for a long time, but I think if anything, the past two years has taught us, it's that we have to be able to operate virtually we have to be able to generate business virtually. And, and yeah, a lot of companies realize that they could not lean on the trade shows and, you know, the different ways that they used to generate leads. And so, you know, we've been busier than ever um, in spite of the rather dismal economic situation. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are kind of coming to realize that, you know, manufacturers specifically are normally pretty backward when it comes to technology, at least from the web side of things. Um, you know, they haven't put a lot of focus into it because they really had, you know, they had their inside salesperson, they had their trade shows, they had all their kind of what they normally do. And it just is not working anymore in a lot mm -hmm. of cases. Yeah. Just for those who may not know, what is a trade show, would you say? <laughs> So a trade show would just be like, you know, if I'm, if I do, um, machining, I'm a machine, machine shop and say a lot of my customers are in the aerospace industry 
well, there's a national trade show. It's like a big conference. It's, you know, the national aerospace conference. And so I would go to that trade show and purchase a booth and set my business up there to expose myself to, you know, to those customers. Mm, I see. So were you just with the networking you mentioned, were you able to just, you know, go to trade shows at all in the past? Or is it something that, you know, as technology is rapidly evolving, you kind of just geared more just digital? Yeah, I mean, I still do get involved in in different things. I actually, I'm on a committee with the National Tooling Machining Association, our local chapter here. And, you know, they have about 70 members. And um, it's been really, really productive for me. I mean, I I help her out with the website and, you know, do whatever I can just to to help the organization grow. And then... um, you know, as it turns out, I end up getting a lot of referrals from them. And, you know, because I'm the only marketing company that's a member of associate member of that organization. So, yeah, I think I do really, really targeted types of networking like that. Yeah, that's good to hear. Networking is just so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially for like referrals and just long term clients. What would you say your agency's expertise is currently? So, you know, that kind of plays into the question about how, how do we scale? How do we get to that next level? Mm-hmm. And one of the downsides to being a specialized agency that really tries to blow every project out of the water, just make a website that's awesome, looks great, functions great, optimized for user experience and conversions, and then doing these really targeted SEO campaigns that require really intelligent content writers that know how to get the information from the client and write an article about it. Um, and then building these niche backlinks, it takes people that are really, really good at their job. And one of my, my big challenges with scaling is finding people that can do that job. And, um, you know, we're very lucky to have the team that we have, um, but there's certain positions that I've spent a lot of time looking. I haven't found the right person to kind of duplicate what that previous person has been doing. Um, so I would say that's one of my biggest challenges with scaling. And um, uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the solution is, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being honest. You know, when did you get to a point where you were like, okay, I need a team. This is where we're going to expand. It's the next step. So when we started the business, um, I was actually working for my father, who's a general contractor. And I grew up working for him doing construction. And when I got back from California with my master's degree, you know, I was looking for a job in the area. The job market wasn't real great. You know, I did some interviews and I think people were kind of intimidated by the fact that I had a master's and, and they were like, ah, we don't want to pay him for that. So I, I struggled to find a job, which is really a good thing because it pushed me to do what I'm doing. But anyways, I would, you know, I'd be working it with my dad and I'd have an appointment and like all of his guys were like, yeah, Nate, you know, he thinks he's so important, you know, going off to his appointments, but I'm trying to start a business, right? While I'm, <laughs> while I'm doing construction. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, working for my dad, he was a little bit more flexible probably than the average boss uh, would be with uh, leaving to do stuff like that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it was probably a good year and a half, two years of doing that um, before I was finally like, all right, I can pull the plug on the construction and, and move fully into this business. But yeah, in the early days, it was pretty much just the three owners that were doing the client work. And then, you know, once it got past our capacity or, you know, you know, obviously I can't be doing all the client SEO and also doing sales and doing all the other business building things. So yeah, we just ended up adding a girl that came to us that, um, you know, just graduated with a marketing degree and she said she could do social media. So we're like, all right, you're hired. So, um, so we, we started with her and then one day a graphic designer just graduated, knocked on our business door and we're like, yeah, we need a graphic designer and turned out to be one of the best things. I mean, he still works for us today and he's excellent. I mean, he's just great. We're so thankful to have him on the team, but, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of as the need came, you know, you, and you're like, I mean, that's always one of the struggles with business too. It's like, okay, we're making some profit. Uh, do we keep making profit or do we hire somebody and lose all of our profit? You know what I mean? That's, you're always kind of riding that, that knife edge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I hear this often by agency owners just speaking about just getting to the point where they're like, okay, now it's time to hire. And that, that kind of being another hurdle to go to get over. So, you know, I think it's important to be intentional, right? Would you say that you were selective with your hiring in the beginning? And, and as you mentioned, it's one of the hurdles you would say with just finding the right person. But would you say being selective is important? I would say that one of the one of the mistakes that we made and that a lot of people make when they're starting a business is um, you think you think you need to get somebody that's that's going to be kind of a low salary because you don't have the budget to pay somebody with a high salary. But the bottom line is is you can't get really really high quality people at really really low quality wages. And mm -hmm. so you have to, even if it stings a little bit, you have to make that investment because you cannot get anywhere in business unless you have the people that can do the job and do it well. And mm -hmm. so we made a lot of mistakes trying to hire people at low budgets and you end up having dissatisfied customers, you lose customers yeah. and you go through a year or two of struggling with this employee, just dumping time into reviewing his work and, you know, so on and so forth. And you just, you know, you just hurt yourself when you could have just paid a little bit more, got the right person. Yeah, that's such a good point. I don't hear that often, actually, but that's, that's a very good point. I think that's very insightful. What would you say, or how has it been like just building a team and just, I guess, company culture for you over the years? So we, we actually had a really cool culture, um, three years ago <laughs> and I'm not going to say we don't have a cool culture now. It's just that everybody's still working virtually after they left for COVID, mm -hmm. nobody really wanted to come back to the office. And mm -hmm. these days you're doing everything you can to keep employees and keep them happy. And so if that's a make or break deal, then, you know, work from home. Fine. Um, I, I miss having them in the office. You know, we used to go out for drinks afterwards and, you know, hang out together and it was just fun. It was, it was cool. Um, but now it's just kind of, everybody is 
you know, in their own lanes. I mean, they're doing a great job. They're doing their work. Yeah. But there isn't a lot of that, you know, company culture stuff. And so, I mean, it, it makes me, I, I've put a lot of thought into this. You know, I, I wonder how, if you talk to any, you read the books, you know, everyone's culture, culture, culture. You got to have the culture, you know, and all these big companies, their employees are like, you know, these these robots that do X when Y happens, you know, it's just like everything is structured. And does it matter? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if culture is as important as it's cracked up to be. Um, I think it's cool, but in the, in the end, everyone is just coming to work to get paid. That's they, they need, they need money so they can live. Yeah. You know what I mean, they care about their family. They care mm-hmm. about their friends. They care about their after work activities. This is just to fund that. So I think making a big thing about the company, the company isn't probably as important as most people say it is. <laughs> Could be I, wrong. Yeah, I think that's a good point, though. I mean, I guess there is kind of a means to an end a little bit. Yeah. I mean, maybe a lot. But I think if you value maybe community then it would be something that company culture would be something that you'd want to implement. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of our employees became really good friends. I mean, they still are and, you know, they still hang out with each other. So I definitely think that, you know, being that we do spend the majority of our lives at work, um, it should be fun. It should be a cool place to work. And I think that the, the components of culture that I really care about is, I want my employees to know that they can come to me with any problem at any time mm-hmm. and I'm not going to jump down their throat. We're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that their work is appreciated. They know that we are doing everything we can to pay them as much as we can and to give them as many benefits as the, as we can. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think it's, you know, we try to have that good relationship with our employees. Um, I think that, that, that aspect of culture is important. Yeah, absolutely. And all what you just listed, I think, is very important. I think that would be on the top, to be honest. It definitely matters. Just the communication levels of being able to work together. What would you say you're currently learning and working on right now to level up your agency? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I am a reader. I love reading books. I'm constantly reading books about anything that I think is immediately pertinent to my life. Um, a lot of just personal improvement books, you know, the Tony Robbins types books and things like that. Um, I like reading business books when I'm having a specific problem and I'm trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you know, I, I've been reading a book about storytelling recently because mm-hmm. I've always thought like, I'm not, there's people that tell stories and you're just like, you know, on the edge of your seat, like in every, everything in their life is yeah. just so cool. At least they make it sound that way. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very factual. Like I just, I'm like, here's what happened. You know, if it was important, otherwise I'm not going to tell you. And, and I just, I think that storytelling is what really gets people engaged with your business emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've for a long time really leaned on facts and be like, mm-hmm. look at this chart. I took this person from here to here. And that means something to me. And so I expect it to mean something to them. But it's much better if I can relate to them a story about what happened with a previous client, how they felt about it, and who the characters were in the story. And 
And that sort of message resonates more with people. So that's something I've been working on personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh. Oh, no, go ahead. Did, did you have a follow-up to that? Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought that was interesting that you said that because I actually, in the beginning when you were telling your story, I was like, ooh, storyteller. Like I was like, I was with you at every point. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, San Diego. Oh, wow, moved back. Like, so it's funny <laughs> you say that you're working on that, but I definitely noted that in the beginning. So I think that's great. I Good. actually heard something that said that people are 22 times more likely to remember a story than a fact. So I think it's so important to implement that in any industry, really. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting stat. Wow. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. I'm not surprised by it at all. Yeah, me too. What would you say, you know, a skill that, what would you say that, what skill would you say that you've had to cultivate over time, over the years to get to the place that you're in right now? So I mentioned I was in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about the Marine Corps is that it doesn't matter how old you are, how smart you are, whatever. It matters what your, what your rank is. And that's, that's what dictates whether or not somebody's going to do what you told them to do. Mm. And for some reason, I'm hearing feedback all of a sudden. I'm not sure. Do you hear that at all? Oh, no, I don't. All right. It might've stopped. Nope. That's I hear it. It's an echo. Well, I don't I'm hear it. Sure. That's weird. Hmm. Well, I guess as long as it doesn't come through on the recording, it'll be fine. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, I, so, so when I came into the business, um, I was kind of used to, okay, I'm, I'm your superior, so here's what you need to do. You just do it. And I, I wouldn't say it was mean or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I was a little bit too hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And... And I really had to kind of develop my, you know, EQ um, and and just learn how to kind of appeal to people on an emotional level and to, you know, really make an effort to understand their thought process. And um, and I guess just be more gentle, especially you know, mm-hmm. with employees and, and also my business partners. Um, so I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've had to work on over the years. Yeah, that's good to hear. You know, you've been very honest this entire conversation. I'm certain listeners will really appreciate it. What would you say that you're just currently most proud of right now on your journey? So one of the things that I did want to mention was, um, you know, in the contact information that I gave you was uh, Wheeler Consulting Co. So I... um, you know, I've spent quite a few years running this business. You know, I love the business and I intend to intend to continue um, building it and building our clients and, and helping them. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've really enjoyed is when I do get to teach, when I get to um, kind of share the knowledge that I've gained over the years, because especially search engine optimization is something that's so nuanced and a lot of times it's really difficult for people to wrap their heads. In fact, a lot of marketing agencies that do it, I, I feel really don't know what they're doing. They're mm. trying to do it, but they're not doing it. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to start doing was to um, help 
marketing teams, you know, whether it be an agency or whether it be, you know, a large manufacturing operation or a business to business company that has an internal marketing team. And I can teach them what they need to be doing on a daily basis from a marketing standpoint, how to write the content, what to write it about, you know, how to build the backlinks, how to um, position their company online. And, and so that, that's one thing that I've really, really um, been trying to grow right now. And and I'm actually really excited that I have had a couple of really, really nice clients that I've been working for and and doing a great job for. And um, so that's something I'm proud of. Um, another thing I'm proud of, I'm, uh, I just finished building a log cabin in my woods. <laughs> wow. That's so amazing. I cut down all the trees and stripped the bark off them and notched them and made a, made a log cabin. I don't know why I just wanted to, but that was my, that was my summer project. And that's what I've been doing after work. But, um, nice. I'm proud I, I, I have a I have a daughter that's two years old. She's awesome and um, really enjoy spending time with her. And I'm, um, you know, just she's just amazing. Just love her. Um, you know, love my fiance. She's she's been awesome. She's an awesome mother. And uh, we've we we moved into a new house last year and remodeled it. It's on you know it's in the country on mm. ten acres. And so it's just been a really crazy year of like remodeling and, you know, fixing things up and cleaning and, you know, it's, it's been a big project, but, uh, you know, just kind of proud of what we built there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Gosh, I love that. I love that you mentioned things that are outside of work. <laughs> I think it's so important to just, I don't know, have a work-life balance and mention things that really matter. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you can't. uh, Yeah, you cannot forget about the work life balance. Um, You know, I, I work to live, I don't live to work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I enjoy what I do when I'm doing it. But I'm, you know, I I like to hunt, I like to Mm -hmm. exercise, work out, you know, do outdoor activities. I'm a big hiker, I go out in the wilderness for a week a year by myself. And wow, hike a bunch of miles. And (laughs) so, yeah, I definitely like to get away from work too. Mm, Yeah. It's so important. I think it kind of just brings up the conversation of wellness and once again, yeah, yeah, like just doing the things that really matter, but that's exciting to hear, you know, just a flip on that question. If you have any other, if you can't answer this, what would you say your biggest rock to move on your journey to seven figures other than the hiring that you mentioned? Yeah. So, um, you know, keeping employees satisfied, which we've done a great job of, um, but it's always like, you gotta, you always gotta be thinking about it. You're like, okay, what, what do they need out of this job? You know, what, what kind of support do they need? What kind of benefits do they need? Um, so just kind of keep an eye, keeping an eye on that all the time. Um, with three owners, as you can imagine, things are not always perfect. Um, we, we've, we've done a great job of sticking together and, and trusting each other and, and, you know, doing our jobs over the years, but there are often just kind of, you know, one partner wants to go this direction. One partner wants to go this direction. And it's not like any of us are saying, no, you can't do that. We're saying, well, I thought this is what was making us successful. 
we really need your focus over here. Mm. And so there is some of that going on. And as you can imagine, with some different businesses and stuff that, you know, priorities sometimes can be weighted differently in different people's minds. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've actually, we've hired some, you know, outside consultancy and had, um, you know, some long talks and, you know, got on the same page with, with different issues. So I think just kind of maintaining that owner relationship and uh, making sure that we have an open line of communication and are, um, you know, all kind of moving in the same direction is, is something that's going to be really important to us getting to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being honest. I love that you mentioned open line of communication. I think that's very important. You know, I mentioned our, I heard earlier you mentioned a lot that you're a reader, that you enjoy a lot of books. Do you have any favorite agency scaling influencers or authors that you'd like to share for our listeners? Oh, let me think. I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I, I have never read a book about scaling an agency. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think, and it's because in my, in the early days, I spent so much time trying to find this information. And I, I eventually came to the idea that like, I I have to figure this out myself. Like nobody's going to tell me how to do this. Now I'm not, you know, obviously you're in the business of, of helping agency owners scale. So, um, I certainly need to spend some time looking at, at what what you guys have published, but um, but yeah, I really haven't done too much of it. I mean, I do things on kind of granular business issues, like you know, you know, sales or you know, employee relations or you know, just specific things that I'm dealing with at any given point in time. Yeah, I think those are very valuable too. It doesn't just have to be agency scaling because I think every aspect of our lives kind of just pours into, you know, being an agency owner as well. Sure. Yeah. So with, with you know, all of the people that you've talked to, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you hear the most about scaling an agency? What do you think are some of the most important things? I mean, so far, it seems like every story is different. I mean, you've been mentioning hiring. Other agency owners have mentioned just their systems and processes. Others have mentioned being able to let go and trust that who they hired can take them to the next level. Mm -hmm. Social media. Some agency owners are like just on TikTok. So they're just like, okay, we need to get on Instagram as well. Yeah. Yeah. But with just you know, the authors and things like that. I think the books that I've heard or influencers I've heard so far have been just personal development, of course, but then sometimes also just anything that they're personally working on, which kind of just pours into their leadership, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What from um, how many how many agency owners would you say you've heard talk about kind of organic SEO being their main lead generation strategy pretty often yeah yeah pretty often sure yeah Yeah. and it's challenging being an agency and relying on that for lead generation because you're literally competing with the best people in the world at that you know like if you're doing seo for somebody that's in the manufacturing space well you know there's only going to be so many agencies that work specifically with manufacturers so you're not competing with that many people but when you're a marketing company you're 
you're competing with the best of the best. So it is challenging. Wow. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. I think this conversation has been very insightful, though. Do you have any further advice for agency owners listening to this or your peers? I the 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 only thing that I I if if there's anyone out there that feels that they're they have a need for some um, you know some knowledge on SEO or you know training for a marketing team, um, you know there's there's a lot of information I can convey fairly quickly that can get somebody to the point where they aren't just generating content they're generating content that actually gets leads and that actually produces results. So I'd love to have the opportunity to, you know, to help anyone out there who, who might want some help on that. Um, you can just email me at Nate at Wheeler consulting um, But yeah, other than that, um, I think one of the biggest things as an agency owner that is a challenge is uncertainty. I think that's the, been the per- pervasive feeling you know, especially in the early days, like I would just remember sitting at my computer and be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> what, what do I do next? Like, nobody's going to tell you, right? Yeah. The uncertainty. But I think just kind of, you know, picking up one foot and putting in front of the other one, doing something, you know, sit down and write an article, sit down and, uh, you know, call some of your existing clients just to say, hey, whatever, just take an action. Um, is one sometimes one of the best things that you can do to deal with that that feeling of uncertainty. Yes. Yeah, that's huge. Just taking action, especially when you're faced with doubt or just maybe you feel stagnant. It's just like taking that first step and doing something about it really yeah. does wonders. You know, yeah. thank you for your piece of advice. You did actually answer the last question was how can people get in contact with you? But are there any other ways people can or, or the ones that you listed? Yeah. So, yeah. So you can, like I said, you can email me, Nate at wheelerconsultingco.com. You can visit wheelerconsultingco.com. You can also visit wecreate.com. Um, there's tons and tons of, um, you know, articles and content and things like that, that I've, I've written over the years on WeCreate. Um, you know, it's a full service marketing agency, so you should be able to find a lot of good info on the blog and stuff there. Um, Wheeler Consulting Co. I'm still building that website out. It, you know, it's it's in a good state. I've got some good content on it, but um, and I also created some cool little tools, you know, for like evaluating a piece of content and you know just how to structure a piece of content, things like that. So there's some downloadables on the website too that you could check out if you're interested. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, and yeah, I'm excited for listeners to hear. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks.